Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Jen. And I'm Vernisa, coming out of Los Angeles, California, with the Speak, Speak Up, Up podcast. podcast. And you're tuned in with the Sportsway with Dre Day podcast. Do your thing, Dre. Yo, what's happening? It's your man, a guru here from Guru Speaks Podcast. And you're not checking out Sportsway with my dog, Dre Day. Get with it and get ran over. Biatch. What time is it? I said, what time is it? It's episode time, motherfuckers. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the boss, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's golden boy, Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? Um, This is episode 99. You hear that? 99. One more episode to go. For that century mark, that milestone episode, which will be 100. So, again, before I start the episode, I just want to thank everybody, every single person for their support. Um, Within my journey of these 99 episodes, um, whether you've shared the podcast, whether you've listened to all the episodes. I mean, if if you've listened to every episode... I'm truly thankful. I doubt anybody has listened to all of them, but if I do have that one loyal fan that's listened to every episode, I gladly appreciate it. Um, being that this is episode 99, I can only give, you know, I can only pay homage to one more person that wears that number for that respected episode. So for this one, I'm going to do two players because there's two players that I think that deserves the praise for wearing number 99. Um, They both obviously played in the NFL. Well, one still currently plays and the other one is a retired Hall of Famer and that would be former Tampa Bay Buccaneers great Warren Sapp. So I'm going to give you my love right now. And another one that's currently playing right now, he plays for the Los Angeles Rams. Some actually view him as one of the top uh, defenders in the league, and that would be Aaron Donald. So, Aaron Donald, salute to you, and salute to Warren Sapp. But uh, this episode here, I'm going to give my Super Bowl recap um, that took place um, yesterday. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to give my recap on that. Um, I'm also going to speak about... What else your boy want to talk about? Um, yeah, I want to speak about um, the Lakers tribute to Kobe Bryant that took place um, last Friday when they had their um, when they had their home game against the Portland Trailblazers. 
um, after, you know, taking that last Tuesday off when they were supposed to play the Clippers, um, the game with the Portland Trailblazers, their tribute to Kobe. I'm actually going to speak on that as well. Um, what else your boy want to talk about? I want to talk about, um, let's see, what else I want to talk about, man? Oh, the All-Star, the, um, the All-Star Reserves. Um, the Reserves was reported last week. And, of course, y'all know how this goes when you do the All-Star voting. Um, the fans get to pick the starters. Um, general managers and coaches, they get to pick the reserves, if I'm not mistaken. And usually when shit like this happens, it's always a snub. Somebody always gets snubbed. You know, it happens in baseball. It happens in football. But, um, obviously, I'm going to stick to the NBA on this one. And there's about... Three players in particular that I want to speak about that I think got snubbed and I think that should have made the All-Star team. And I'm also going to speak on the players who I think could have got the axe. Um, and I'm also going to speak on um, the tribute. Um, well, the new format that they're going to do in the All-Star game um, this upcoming year to pay homage to Kobe Bryant. Um me personally, I really don't know what to think of it, but I'm going to speak about it anyway because, I mean, that's what I do. I mean, you know, this is a sport podcast, so it's certain things, you know, your boy got to speak on. So, again, you know, why not get into the episode and why not start off on my Super Bowl recap? And having said all of that, the first thing I want to say is um, congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, on winning the Super Bowl. Um, this is their first Super Bowl in 50 years. Um, it's been, a, you know, it's been damn near a half a, it's been damn near a half a century since they won their last Super Bowl. So I definitely want to give props to, <clears throat> excuse me, I definitely want to give props to the Kansas City Chiefs on that. Um, from watching the game, I'll say this much. We all can agree that this Super Bowl was better than last year's. I mean, it was a low-scoring game. Even though my Patriots was in it, it was a horrible game. I couldn't stand to watch it. So for me to say that this game was better than that, I mean, that right there tells you right there. I mean, in my honest opinion, I think the first half alone in this game was better than the whole game last season. Um... But again, congrats to Kansas City. They did their thing. Um, Patrick Mahomes, again, and this is no knock to him at all. This is no, this is no knock to Patrick Mahomes at all. In my honest opinion, I don't think he should have won MVP. He shouldn't have won MVP. I mean, yes, he had the heroic moments in the fourth quarter. I, t I don't take that away from him. In the fourth quarter alone, he was 10 for 17, 141 yards. He had two touchdowns, two of them. Two, he had two touchdowns, two key touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? You know, he had a touchdown pass that made the Chiefs have the go-ahead lead. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I take nothing away from him. But here's the thing. He had two interceptions. And one of those interceptions was in the fourth quarter when the 49ers pretty much could have put the nail in the coffin, but I'm gonna speak on. I'm, I'm gonna speak about them later. 
but I just think for this game, even though he had the even though he had the heroic moments, the two turnovers, I can't I can't ignore that. I can't. But we know how this goes. They gave him the MVP from the standpoint of all week, all last week, leading up to this game. All the talk has been about if he wins, is he going to be in the GOAT conversation? Can he be in the GOAT conversation? Me, in my honest opinion, I still don't think he can be in it. I mean, his trajectory is, is amazing right now. For what he's done, for, for, for what he has done for three, for three seasons. Now, mind you, this is his third year in the season. Two years he started. Two years he's played. The first year he didn't play because he was still sitting behind Alex Smith. So for the two years that he's played, he's played phenomenal. I do not take that away from him. I do not. Do I think he's the best quarterback in the NFL? Yes, he is. Even though Lamar Jackson won MVP this year, yes, I believe he's the best quarterback in the NFL. But for this game, just this game, I honestly think this was the worst game I've seen him play. Now, it's going to get overshadowed because of what he did in the fourth quarter. And again, your turnovers led to them led to y'all being down 2010. So you had to fight your way back. And I commend him for that. He was able to bounce back. But those two turnovers, I, I got to penalize you for that. I get, you know, I get the key third and long conversions with Sammy Watkins and Tyreek Hill. I get that. But I still can't take away the two turnovers that you had in this game. He looked very shaky in that first half. Very shaky. You know what I'm saying? There was opportunities where Nick Bosa could have got at him. And it was two times within the game he got rocked. You know what I'm saying? It was one it, it was one situation. I believe it was in the first half. He got rocked and he fumbled the ball. But luckily for him, he was by, you know, you, you know, he you know, he was by the sidelines, so he was good money. But in my opinion, I just think that Damian Williams should have won MVP. Now hear me out. The man had over 100 yards on the ground. He had about, I want to say, 50, 60 yards receiving. He had the, he, he scored the go-ahead touchdown that Patrick Mahomes threw to him. He also got the nail in the coffin touchdown, the rushing touchdown, where all they needed was a first down to clinch the game. He said, fuck the, he said, fuck the first down. I'm going to just take it to the house where we really going to end this game. I think he should have won MVP. So who knows? You know, maybe they, you know, maybe they got a thing for like, maybe they got a thing for dark skinned brothers, but they don't want them to win. You know what I'm saying? They don't. But again, running backs don't get love like that anyway. When was the when can you think of the last running back that won Super Bowl MVP? Do we gotta go back to Terrell Davis when he played for the Broncos? You know what I mean? But again, I take nothing away from Patrick Mahomes. He's a special player. He, 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 in the words of Dick Vitale in college basketball, he's a primetime player. Primetime player. I take nothing away from him. But I just think for this game, he shouldn't have won MVP. But I think being that the hype that's revolved around him, they had to give it to him. But I don't think he should have gotten it. I think Damian Williams should have got it. Um, I'm happy for Andy Reid, though. Congrats to Andy Reid. Uh, he got his touchdown. He, he he now finally has his first Super Bowl. And I think that now he can get that monkey off his back. 
because for years, I mean, I don't know how anybody else felt about him, but for me, for me, he was the Mike D'Antoni of the National Football League. You know, he'll have these good regular seasons. He'll do just as much just to get you to the national champ, get you to the NFC Championship game, or now in this case, the AFC Championship game, and don't get to the Super Bowl. You know, we all remember the four straight years in Philly. NFC Championship games. The one year he gets to the Super Bowl, he lose. Now we get to him with the Chiefs. Two years. One AFC Championship game they lost. This year they get to the Super Bowl and they win. So now, you know, for him to be, you know, with the Chiefs now, he gets that first Super Bowl. I'm 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 very happy for Andy Reid. Um shout out to Frank Clark. Um, shout out to Honey Badger. I'm very happy for him. Um, cause for years he's had a bad rep in the NFL and for him to now, you know, be able to be called the champion, can't nobody say nothing about him now. Um congrats to T Suggs, even though, you know, he played for the Ravens and now he's the, now he's a chief. So now he's a two time Super Bowl champion. So I'm happy for him as well. Um Sammy Watkins, I'm happy for him. Congrats to him. Congrats, congrats to Tyreek Hill. Um, Damian Williams, you already know what I just said about you. I feel like you should have won MVP. Um, but now let's get to these 49ers. Because I got a lot to say about them. I, 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 I got a lot to say about the 49ers. <sighs> let's start off with Jimmy G. Jimmy G, remember when you was playing in Foxborough? And I can remember correctly when Brady was suspended for the first four games. You did your thing with us. You did your thing with us. You know, you played the first two games, which I believe was against the Cardinals and the Dolphins. And then you wind up getting hurt against the Dolphins. That was the moment right there where Belichick wanted to look, get rid of Brady and make you the starting quarterback. So what happens? Rumor has it, Brady goes to tell Mr. Kraft, we got to get rid of Jimmy G. Belichick wants him. We got to get rid of him. This is the elephant in the room. I don't know if it's true. I don't know if it's not. I'm just saying, you know what I mean? We trade you to the 49ers. As soon as you get there, you, you have a decent year, and they give you this crazy-ass contract. Then you tell your ACL. And now you come back and you're now in the Super Bowl. But see, for me, in my honest opinion, throughout this whole year, I always felt that you was the weakest link on this 49er offense. I mean, I mean, the hype that people has put around you, I never really seen it. I never really seen it. And in this game right here, it just proved why you was the weakest link. Now, I will admit, in the first half, you did good. You did your thing the first half. I'm not even going to knock you for that. You know, you was able to get the ball moving. You was, you was able to get the ball moving. Um, you was getting the chains moving. You looked real confident. Real, 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 real confident. You was able to help, you know, with a 20 to 10 lead in the fourth quarter. But then we get to that fourth quarter. Where were you at? The fourth quarter is your, is your time to shine. That was your opportunity right there to prove to the haters who you was. And in the fourth quarter, you were 3 for 11. 
36 yards, and you threw an interception. You had two interceptions in total, okay? You had two interceptions in total, but you overthrew Emmanuel Sanders, who I think if you would have completed that, I think if you would have completed that pass, you probably would have, I mean, you probably definitely, if anything, you probably would be a Super Bowl champ right now if you would have, you know, converted that pass. But you overthrew him. Maybe the pressure was too big for you. Maybe the lights was too bright. Who knows? That other interception that you threw, I mean, you was trying to do too much. You was close to getting sacked. You should have just threw the ball out of bounds. You was trying to make a play. What winds up happening? The ball gets intercepted. <sighs> Kyle Shanahan. What can I say about you? You would think... After what happened in the Super Bowl with my Patriots a few years ago, when you blew that 28-3 lead, you would think that you would have learned your lesson. I thought you would have learned your lesson, but I guess I was wrong. Because in situations like this, when you were up 20-10, to 10, when Patrick Mahomes threw that last interception... And the 49ers defense ran in the end zone and started showboating like they got the game won. That right there should have been your time to run the ball. But what did you do? You wanted to keep trying to throw the ball. You wasn't stopping the clock. Why was you not giving your runners an opportunity to run the ball? You had Coleman. You had Mozart. Hopefully I'm saying his last name right. You still had Debo Samuel in the backfield with these trick plays. Jet, you know, jet sweeps or whatever. Why was you not running the ball? This was the same problem that happened in Atlanta. This is why the this is why my Patriots came back and won because you want to continue to throw the ball as opposed to running it and getting that clock and keeping that clock moving. But nope, you choked again. So as much as I want to place the blame on Jimmy G for this loss for the Chiefs, I got to give it to you as well. Now, disclaimer here, I wasn't rooting for the 49ers anyway. I was rooting for the Chiefs. And the reason why I was rooting for the Chiefs because Patrick Mahomes is a black quarterback. I got to stand with my brother. So that's why I went, you know, that's why I went for the Chiefs. Because of, you know, Mahomes. You know, I got to stand with my brother. Even though I'm critical on him on this game and him not winning the MVP of him not, of him shouldn't win MVP, I still rock with the dude. You know what I'm saying? But... I, I think that Kyle Shanahan and Jimmy G should take the bulk of this blame. But uh, it's somebody else that I want to address. And that would be, it was just announced this past weekend that he was defensive rookie of the year. And that would be Joey Bosa. Remember Joey Bosa when you got drafted? I believe it was after you got drafted or before you got drafted. You made some comments about my man Kaepernick. Calling him a clown. You being a Trump supporter. You caught Beyonce's music trash. I mean, first of all, you don't never dis you don't never disrespect the Queen. Okay? That's number one. You don't disrespect the Queen. Now I'm an honorary member of the Beehive, so don't you disrespect the Queen, okay? You said Black Panther was the worst 
Marvel movie ever. I disagree with that. And I'm quite sure a lot of people would disagree with that. But, I mean, you called Cap a clown. You said Beyonce's music is trash. You said Black Panther was the worst Marvel movie ever. I mean, if... I mean, with comments like that, that'll make it seem like you're a racist. And it just so happened, you know, doing, you know, doing my diligence, doing my research, there happened to be some photos that were posted on Instagram that were racist and homophobic related that you liked. So being that you're this type of individual, I mean, I get it. You're a phenomenal player on the football field. But the way you are as an individual, as a human being, your character, I can't stand for that. I don't like that. So watching you cry from not winning the Super Bowl put me at ease. It put the only smile on my face. You know, watching you on that sidelines with your head in your hands crying because you didn't win. Put the only smile on my face. Watching you walk to the tunnel in disbelief put smiles on my face. And I'll say this too. Another thing. Remember that last quarterback that used to remember that last quarterback that was the quarter that was the quarterback for the Niners? He didn't win the Super Bowl. And that would be Colin Kaepernick. So the way I look at it is. Being that I stand with my brother Cap, even though I'm still watching the NFL, I still stand with him. I still support his movement. I still don't stand when I go to games. I still don't do that. I still sit for the anthem. So I still stand with him. So this is the way I look at it. If Cap couldn't win with y'all, Jimmy G damn sure can't win with y'all. That's just how I feel about the whole thing. But... Nonetheless, it was an amazing game. You know, it, it was an it was an amazing game. Like I said, I was very entertained, especially with the Super Bowl halftime show. You know what I'm saying? Um, shout out to my oh, oh, I'm not even gonna say that because my girl gonna kill me. So shout out to Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> shout out to Jennifer Lopez and shout out to Shakira. Contrary to all the haters, they did an amazing job with their performance. You know what I'm saying? They they did a tribute to Kobe. Um, J Lo brought her daughter out to perform with her real quick. I'm quite sure that was special. Um, I mean, she brought a pole out, so you know I'm entertained with that. Shakira does what she do. She shake her hips. Hips don't lie. You got a lot of people out there hating them for their performance, which I want to see. The baby. Y'all want to see y'all y'all want to see Meg the Stallion, which I want to see, Roddy Rich. That's what y'all want to see. Like this is the halftime show, okay? This is not an award show. This ain't the BET Awards. This ain't the MTV Awards. This ain't the American Music Awards. This ain't even the BET Hip Hop Awards. This is the halftime show for the Super Bowl. Those two ladies deserved to be there. And salute to Bad Bunny, too, because he was there, too. Um, Jay Balvin, I think that was his name. Salute to him. My only issue with the performance, and I know I'm getting off topic, but, I mean, I'm recapping the Super Bowl, so why not speak about this, too? My only issue with the performances was 
they didn't bring out any guest stars besides Bad Bunny and J Balvin. Um, I believe J Lo did um, "Ain't It Funny." She could have brought out Ja Rule. She could have brought out Fabulous to perform with her for one of her old joints. Shakira could have brought out Wyclef for "Hips Don't Lie." That's my only issue. But other than that, them two ladies did a phenomenal job. They did a great job. They both paid homage to their native homelands, which is Puerto Rico and Colombia. So I love their performance. I had no issue with it. I just find it crazy that a lot of people just find hate in their heart for Jennifer Lopez and Shakira. I truly don't understand it. But it was an amazing show nonetheless. Um... I enjoyed the halftime show. I enjoyed the Super Bowl. Um, but again, congrats to the Kansas City Chiefs on winning the Super Bowl. And I honestly think that y'all got something special there. If y'all can somehow keep all these players together, because when Patrick Mahomes gets his big contract, y'all might be losing some of these players. Y'all might be losing some of them. But if y'all can somehow keep this team in order, on top of that contract that he's going to get, we could definitely see the Chiefs um, in, 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 in multiple Super Bowls, but only time will tell. So salute to the so so salute to the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, shout out to the San Francisco 49ers for giving a hard effort. Um, shout out to my man Richard Sherman. I forgot about him, but I mean I mean you didn't have a good game. I mean Sammy Watkins was eating you up, um, Sherm. I'm sorry. I don't know. I think Darrell Revis might... I don't know. Darrell Revis might be on to something. <laughs> but, again, salute to the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, from a Patriots fan saying this about y'all, I mean, I got to give credit where it's due. I mean, I did have us playing y'all in the AFC Championship game, but unfortunately that didn't happen. But I'm happy for y'all. It's been, what, 50 years since y'all won? So it's all good. Congrats. Salute to Big Red, Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes. Salute to you. Salute to the whole Chiefs staff, all the players. And can't wait to see what y'all do next year on the gridiron. But uh, it's a wrap for this segment. Um, your boy is going to take a quick break. And when your boy gets back, we're going to speak on um, the, Laker, the Lakers tribute that they did last Friday night for Kobe after... You know, the horrific week that they had prior to that, finding out about the news that Kobe and his daughter Gigi and seven other people were killed in a helicopter accident. This was their first game back and a lot of emotion. You know, they did a whole tribute thing. I'm going to break it all down in the next segment. So that's going to be the next segment. So this is your man, Dre Day, Sportswear with Dre Day podcast, The Hoods ESPN. This is episode 99. Your boy is going to take a quick break. And when we get right back, we're going to go right into that tribute that the Lakers gave to Kobe Bryant. Holla at your boy. Hold up. Another reason why I'm happy that Andy Reid won his Super Bowl. Just think about it. In this game, in this Super Bowl, my man went for it on fourth and one on both occasions. Now, usually in situations like this, coaches would say, you know what? We're just going to punt the ball. We're going to punt the ball or we're going to go for the field goal. Andy Reid said, F that. I'm trying to be in one of these conversations. I'm trying to be in a conversation with, like, the top coaches. That's one of Super Bowls. That's the one thing that's been 
lingering me my whole career, not getting that Super Bowl. He said, nah, fuck that. I'm gonna be go I'm gonna go for these fourth downs. And he was able to capitalize off them. He got first downs off them, and I believe one of them he wound up getting a touchdown out of it. So you can't you can't do nothing, you can't do anything but respect Andy Reid for his decision to go for it on fourth down. It's a good thing he was able to convert them because had he didn't convert them, who knows how the game would have turned out. But that's another reason why I'm happy that Andy Reid won the Super Bowl. I'm very happy for him. So that was the other thing I wanted to say about this. Now on to the next segment. This is Lucky Lucky the Great of the Transparent Trap House Podcast. You are now rocking with Brooklyn's own Sportsway with Dre Day. Really quickly, I just want to say thank you so much to Dre Day. Dre Day actually did my drop, and he did an amazing job. I want to say thank you once again. But other than that, definitely follow his podcast. His podcast is Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. He's streaming on so many streaming platforms for podcasts just like myself. His podcast is about unfiltered um, opinions and such of the sports world from NBA to MLB to wrestling and I wonder if he does MMA that's a very good question Dre Day please answer that for me you can follow his Instagram handle at sportsway with Dre Day podcast and also that links to his other social media pages but once again his podcast is sportsway with Dre Day podcast definitely check him out and once again thank you so much for the support you know all we can do is spread love is the Brooklyn way what up what up what up your boy is back uh Episode 99, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. Uh, this segment right here, um, I have to give my um, recap from the game Friday night where the Lakers um, returned back to the basketball court um, where mm. they basically gave their tribute to Kobe Bryant. Um, which I knew was going to be a tough one. I knew, I, I, I knew, I mean, for any fan out there, obviously you knew this was going to be tough for them. Um, they were supposed to play Tuesday against the Clippers, but you know, I guess they, I guess they felt it was too early for them to get back on the court. And even the Clippers for them, you know, it was too early for them as well. So the game was postponed until further notice. Um, and then the Clippers had their game on Thursday where they honored Kobe and, um, they honored Gigi and the other, um, seven members of, um, the helicopter accident that took place, taking all of their lives. But we all was waiting for the Friday one, which was, you know, the Lakers game and how they would, and how they would, you know, respond and, you know, for Portland, you know, I mean, obviously, Dame Litter, you know he loved Kobe. Um, CJ McCullough, he loved Kobe. Trevor Ariza, who used to be a teammate of Kobe, um, who was a part of that 9 championship. Um, Melo, who didn't play. Um, it was reported that how Melo had told people that Kobe was going to come to that game to watch him play. So, I guess that's the reason why he didn't play. Because I guess it would have been strange for him to play and Kobe not be there. It actually, you know, would have been bittersweet for him. So, he sat out the game. But, as far as how the tribute was going to take place, I was eager to see 
how the Lakers was going to handle it. And to my, not, 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 not to my surprise, they did an amazing job. Um, they did an amazing job with the tribute. Um, for those that didn't watch, I'm quite sure. For, for those that did watch, I'm quite sure, you know, whether you were at the game or if you were at home watching it, if you are a true basketball fan or a true Kobe fan, one of the two, you had your tissue by your side because I'm not even going to lie. I watched it on my phone because um, I was at work. I wasn't home and I'm not even going to lie to you. I had my tissue with me because when you when you got to certain when you got to certain parts of the tribute, it did get emotional. Um, they showed a video tribute, you know, of you know, they showed a video tribute of Kobe. Um, the crowd started chanting Kobe. The crowd started chanting Gigi. Um, they also, you know, I mean, for those that, you know, have social media, I'm quite sure you saw some of the pictures before the game where the, where the Staples Center was decked out in Kobe shirts. Um, there were some sections that had his number eight shirts on the chairs. Then you had certain sections that had... His jersey number twenty four. The, the shirts, the Kobe shirts, where he wore twenty four, they was you know on seats. So basically, all the fans that were in attendance of that game went home with a Kobe Bryant shirt. Either it was the number eight one or the number twenty four one. Um, they had Kobe and Gigi's shirt. I mean, they had their jerseys um, on the back of the two chairs that you know. They sat in when they went to Laker games, and they asked, and, and they also had roses um, on the chair seat. Um, what else happened? Um, Gigi teammates um, from the Mamba from from the Mamba Academy, um, her teammates, they were rewarded with courtside seats. Um, just overall, I like, I like, like overall, I loved it. You know. Usher performed Amazing Grace. Um, there's some people that are actually, some people actually didn't like, you know, his rendition of it. But me personally, under the circumstances, I really didn't have a problem with it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I mean, for me, you know, for me, I looked at it as, you know, like they turned Staples Center into a funeral service for a few for for just for a few minutes and i had no problem with it you know you, you know i had you know i had you know you know i had no problem with it um boy Ming sung the national anthem which that right there i i, I i'm not i'm not even going to lie i wasn't feeling it <laughs> you know what i'm saying i'm not even going to lie about it i wasn't feeling it but i think being that kobe was born in philly raised in philly and boy Men is from philly I think that's why they reached out to them. Because me, honestly, I mean, you could have got Monica to sing it. You could have got Fantasia to sing it. Patti LaBelle was from Philly. You could have got her to do it. Um, Jennifer Hudson. I mean, I just think, in my honest opinion, they could have got somebody else to do the rendition of the national anthem. Because boys to men, I'm not even going to lie to you, I didn't, I didn't like their rendition. You know what I'm saying? Um, LeBron was crying through the... Through the national anthem, uh, Quinn Cook was uncontrollable in his crying. Um, Dwight Howard, you know, they showed him, you know, tearing up and stuff like that. 
Um, LeBron addressed the crowd, which I loved. Um, for some reason or another, people always try to find ways to ridicule LeBron in something. Did it ever occur to people that maybe the Lakers front office said, we want you to address the crowd? Like, we, like who, who else would you have wanted on that team to address the crowd? Nobody. So it had to be LeBron. He gave a great speech. I had I had no problem with what he said. I mean, obviously in the beginning he was reading off a paper, but then he changed his mind at the end, which I had no problem with. Because for that situation, screw the paper. Speak from your heart. And that's what he did. You know what I'm saying? He called Kobe his brother. Um, we don't know what type of relationship Kobe and LeBron had. You know, we just go off of the whole Kobe versus LeBron, who was the better player. We don't know what their relationship was like behind closed doors. So let LeBron grieve the way he's grieving. He got a new tattoo, you know, of Kobe on him. So does Anthony Davis. Let these guys grieve the way that they grieve. You know what I'm saying? Um, I love what he said at the end about, um, in Kobe's words, Mamba out, um, in our words, um, not forgotten. Um, I'm trying, I'm actually paraphrasing what he said. Hold on a second. Let me go on my Facebook page. Cause I posted it yesterday. Um, he said Mamba, he said, he said, he said Mamba out, but in our words, but not forgotten. Um, so I, I, I loved his speech. You know, I love, you know, I loved LeBron's speech. I had no issue with it. Um, the only issue I did have is that the Lakers lost. You know, if you're going to have a game, like if you're going to have a tribute to Kobe, at least finish the deed and get the win. Because I'm quite sure Kobe would have loved that. You know what I'm saying? He would have loved for y'all to win this game. And unfortunately, they didn't. I mean, I'm sure Kobe's spirit was in that building, but it didn't, it didn't transcend for the Lakers. It transcended for Portland because Dame Lillard went to work. Dame Lillard, Dame Lillard went to work that game. He had the mama mentality that game. Um, Hassan Whiteside had a hell of a game. Anthony Davis had a hell of a game. I can't even say nobody else that played in that game had a hell of a game. Even LeBron. I think those three guys, Hassan Whiteside, Damian Lillard, and Anthony Davis, they shined. Um, at halftime, Wiz Khalifa had performed um, When I See You Again with, Char with, with Charlie Poof, I, hopefully I'm saying his name right. You can tell within that performance that Wiz was choked up. Like, if you go back, you can go to YouTube and watch the performance. I mean, he had shades on, so I'm quite sure, you know, his eyes were red from crying and probably getting high. But you can hear his voice crackling as he was performing the song. So that right there tells you the impact that, you know, Kobe might have had on Wiz Khalifa. So for me, overall, I love the tribute. I truly did. Um, I had no, I had, I had no issues with how the Lakers handled it. My only, my only gripe, my only two gripes was I think they could have found somebody else to do the tribute, do the national anthem, because Boyz II Men didn't sound too good, if you ask me. And on top of that, um, the Lakers lost. But other than that, everything else that they did, I had no problem with it. Um. They had Kobe's numbers 8 and 24 on both benches. On the Lakers side, I believe it was number 8. On Portland's side, it was 24. So I'm quite sure 
those numbers will stay there for the rest of the season. Um, they had Kobe's initials um, on the baseline, KB, and now the Lakers, I'm, I'm assuming, is going to have his initials decked out, patched up on their jerseys for the rest of the season. So, again, I love the tribute. Um, I don't think they overdid it. I think that I think they did just enough to show that, you know, his legacy will live on. I love the fact that, you know, not only did they, you know, give respect to Kobe and Gigi, they also acknowledged the other seven, you know, you know, other victims of, you know, the, um, the helicopter accident. So again, I loved it. I had no issue with it. I just think that, like I said, I'm going to say it again. I think they could have found somebody else to do the national anthem. Honestly, they could have got Fantasia. They could have got Monica. They could have got Jennifer Hudson. Patty LaBelle was from Philly. Like, I, I just think they chose boys to men because they from Philly like Kobe. I think that's the only reason why they picked him. And if that's the case, then you could have went with Patty LaBelle. You could have went with Patty LaBelle and had her sing the national anthem because she's from Philly as well. But that's just my opinion. But again, I love the tribute. Um, I'm quite sure it wasn't a dry eye in the building. I'm quite sure if people watched it on TV, you know, their eyes wasn't dry. But overall, I loved it. Um, so again, you know, Kobe, we love you. We, we love you. We'll always love you. And your legacy will continue to live on. It will forever live on. And you're gone, but you'll never be forgotten. You'll never be forgotten. And with the countless love that you have been getting, you know, these past few days just shows that you'll never be forgotten. So, again, I say R.I.P. to Kobe, um, R.I.P. to Gigi, um, and R.I.P. to the seven other members um, of that helicopter helicopter accident that took all of their lives so again you know it's a wrap for this segment i didn't really want to you know speak on it that much i just wanted to give my little quick opinion on how i felt about the tribute that took place at staples center when the lakers played their first game back at home after the untimely death of kobe bryant so when your boy gets back uh i am going to speak on um the All-Star Reserves that were announced. And, of course, there were some snubs. And I'm going to give my opinion on the snub, on the players who I felt were snubbed. So, when your boy gets back um, from his break, we're going to get straight into that. So, this is your man, Dre Day, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. The Hoods ESPN, Episode 99. Your boy will be right back. Holla at your boy. I forgot to mention about what else the Lakers did to honor Kobe Bryant. I totally forgot two key things. One of those things was that each player on the Lakers, when they came out to warm up, I mean, the Sixers did it as well. You know, some of the players wore number eight and some of the players wore 24. But it's one thing to see his, like, I guess you could say, fraternity brothers you can say because I mean the Lakers is by far one of the most popular franchises in sports history to have the current Lakers come out and warm up wearing his old numbers 
with his name on the back of it, it means more than the Sixers doing it. I mean, yes, he's from Philly, but he played his whole career with the Los Angeles Lakers, and for them to do it, that actually, you know, that meant something. And finally, the other thing they did was each player that came out when they were introduced, well, actually the starting five, each of them was announced, you know, 6'6 guard from Lower Marion High School, number 24, Kobe Bryant. So, you know, that was kind of a, that was kind of like a good look that the Lakers put that together for, to honor Kobe Bryant. So, I mean, I mean, I mean, it was an emotional day. Well, it it was an emotional game for that matter, not just for the players on the court, especially LeBron and Quinn Cook, but also for fans because, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there were certain fans, including myself, that either cried or eyes were getting watery. So, you know, those were the other two things that happened within the game that I forgot to bring up in the early segment that I had to bring up on this. So now, back to the new segment. What up, y'all? This is your boy Aaron Kendrick representing Kendrick Sports Talk podcast out of Northern Arizona. I want to show some love to my man Dre Day on Sports Way with Dre Day podcast. Keep it real, Dre. Keep dropping that sports knowledge. What's goody, man? It's your boy Artra Almighty from Elevated Thoughts and SLA and Chill podcast. Uh, also, the SLA Network repping at Archer Academy. But hey, this your boy from Oklahoma City a.k.a. Nompton, Oklahoma. Uh, just checking in with you, man, and letting y'all know you're now rocking with the Hoods ESPN. My guy, represent Brooklyn, New York. Dre Day. Sportsway with Dre Day. Let's get it, man. Right now, you guys got it locked into the podcast that talks about all things sports, and that is Sportsway with Dre Day. And for myself, I'm Lewis from Life Uncensored Podcast. You can find our podcast on Spotify, iTunes, even Google Podcast. All you got to do is type in Life Uncensored. Let's get it in, Dre. What up, what up, what up, what up? Your boy is back. Um, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, episode 99. Wow, one more episode to go. For that monumental 100th episode. I'm going to be honest with y'all. Before, uh, let me just get off topic real quick. I honestly have no idea what I'm going to do for the 100th episode. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. I honestly don't know. I honestly don't know. First of all, I didn't even think I would get to 100, to 100 episodes. So the fact that I'm damn near knocking on the door of it. Again, I'm truly thankful and appreciative for all the fans out there. Um, all the listeners, the supporters, the audience, whichever name y'all want to call yourself, I'm just thankful for it. Um, y'all positive vibes is what keeps the podcast going. So just just keep the positive vibes, just keep that good energy, and we good to go. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to say that real quick. But uh, this segment here, you know, I wanted to speak on um the all-star reserves that was announced on inside the nba um on thursday um they was they gave you know the update for some of the names 
that was the reserves for the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference. Um, for those of y'all, let me just go through the starters real quick for the Eastern Conference. For the East, the starters is Giannis, who's obviously it's 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 already been known, it's already out already that he's gonna be the team captain for his team. Um, you got Joel Embiid from the Sixers. You got Siakam from the Raptors. You got Kimball Walker from the Celtics. You got Trey Young from the Hawks. That's the starters for the East. Then for the West, you got LeBron, who's the captain of his team. You got Anthony Davis. You got Luka Doncic. You got James Harden. And then you got Kawhi Leonard. Those are the starters for um, the All-Star game. So it doesn't matter which team they get put on. They will be starting in the All-Star game. So it doesn't matter if they're on Giannis' team or LeBron's team. They are going to be the starters in the game. Now let's go to the reserves. First, let me do the reserves for the East. Um, Very well-deserving. Bam. I'm not even going to say his last name because I'm quite sure I'm going to say it wrong from Miami. From Miami to be one of the surprising teams of the East. And with the season that he's having, he definitely deserves to make the All-Star game. So I have no problem with him being the reserve. Jimmy Butler, in my opinion, I think he should be a starter. I think he should be a starter. But he is one of the reserves. So, bam. I'm not even upset at that. With him being a reserve. Um, Kyle Lowry. He's a reserve. I'm going to speak on that one later. Um, Chris Middleton. This is his second All-Star appearance. Obviously last year he made it as well. So he's a reserve. Um, DeMonta. Hopefully I'm saying his name right. Sabonis. This is his first All-Star appearance. And bam. So that's already two guys already who are making their all-star debut, aside from Luka and um, Trey Young. So that's four guys already who are making their debut in an all-star game. Um, ben Simmons, he's an all-star. He's going to be on the, he, he's a reserve. Jason Tatum, he's another one who's about to make his all-star game debut, which I have no problem with. So... Those are, you know, the players for the, for the Eastern Conference as it pertains to the reserves. Now we get to the West. Rudy Gobert, this is his first All-Star game. Brandon Ingram, who I think is the heavy favorite for most improved player. I don't think anybody else in the league is going to win that award but him. This is his first All-Star appearance. Um... Nikola Jokic from Denver, he's 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 a reserve. Damian Lillard, he's a reserve. Um, Chris Paul, I was a little iffy on this one, but the reason why I have no problem with him making it is because the season that OKC is having right now, with them possibly being in the playoffs, like right now, if the playoffs started. OKC will be in the playoffs. That has everything to do with Chris Paul and his leadership. 
So, and it's not like he's putting up trash numbers. So, I'm definitely, yeah, I have no problem with Chris Paul making the All-Star, the, making the All-Star game. Now, there was some snubs in the West. There was that I'm going to speak on. But Chris Paul, nah, they got it right by making him, you know, they, they had it right by putting him in the All-Star game. Donovan Mitchell, he's in the All-Star game. He's a reserve. And then finally, you got Russell Westbrook. Now, y'all know how this goes. When the starters get announced, obviously, for the starters, the fans get to, the fans get to pick the starters. Okay, now for the reserves, you know, I think the coaches, you know, pick the reserves. So y'all know how this goes. Every all-star year, we always get snubs. Always. We always get snubs. And for me, for this all-star game, I honestly think that you can make a case that three guys, three guys got snubbed. For the All-Star game. Three of them. Two from the East. One from the West. Let me just go to the East first. Me, in my honest opinion, I think Bradley Bill should be in the All-Star game. I think he should be in the All-Star game. Now, you're asking yourself, okay, if Bradley Bill is in the All-Star game, who do you take out? That's the easy one for me. I'll take Kyle Lowry out. I'll take Kyle Lowry out because, see, for me, in my honest opinion, even though the Wizards have the record that they have, Bradley Bill, stat-wise, all across the board, has better numbers than Kyle Lowry. Probably the only thing he doesn't have over Kyle Lowry is probably, is probably, probably, probably assists. That's it. Other than that, he's killing him. With the scoring. Bradley Bill is averaging almost 29 points a game. Okay? In my opinion, I think Bradley Bill should be in the All-Star game. I truly do. Because, again, this is an All-Star game. You want the 12 best players, individual players, in the All-Star game. So, if that's the case, then Bradley Bill needs to be in the All-Star game, in my opinion. So if I had to choose, if I had to add him and take somebody off, then Kyle Lowry gets taken off the list. That's just my opinion. But then you can make a case for Zach Levine. Zach Levine, just think about this. I believe last season, if I'm not mistaken, I think he had a season-ending injury, if I'm not mistaken. For the listeners out there that's listening to this, maybe you can contest to me on this, and maybe I'm wrong. I, I believe it was an ACL or an Achilles. It was one of the two. He comes back this year, puts up the numbers that he's putting up, which right now he's averaging 25 points a game, four and four, and assists and rebounds. You can make a case that he should be in the All-Star game. But, again, who do you take off? And for me, in my honest opinion, I don't see... Anybody else from the East, from the reserves, I don't see anybody else that you can take off this list and put him on there. Because Sabonis, I'm not taking him off. Indiana has been one of the, you could say, like one of the workhorse teams. Like one of the teams that's 
been slept on for years. I think they deserve an all-star this year. With the with the seed that they're at and the way Sabonis is playing this year, I believe he deserves that spot. So I'm not going to take him off. So I just think if I had to choose out of Levine or Bradley Bill to put in this all-star game over, over Kyle Lowry, then I will go with Bradley Bill. I will put Bradley Bill in the all-star game and take Kyle Lowry out. Even though... Toronto is having the year that they're having. Second best record in the second best record in the East. That was expected. I think that for the All-Star game, you're worried about individual players. Like the All-Star game is you take the 12 best players and put them in the All-Star game. So if it was up to me, if I had a vote, Bradley Bill goes in. Kyle Lowry goes out, but unfortunately, that's not the case. But see, this is the beauty of having a podcast. You can voice your opinion, and that's what I'm doing. Now, for the West, there were a few snubs for the West. It was a few. It was a few snubs. Actually, uh, in fact, no, it was one. I like I like John Moran. I like him a lot. I just don't think he was having all-star game impact, in my opinion. Now, later on down the line, will he be an all-star? Absolutely. I do believe this young man has some all-star games in the future. But there's one player in particular who I think should be in this all-star game, and that's Devin Booker. I truly think that Devin Booker should be in this All-Star game. With the numbers that he is putting up, 27, 6 and 4, he should have been in this All-Star game. Now, again, we got to go to the West side now. Who do I take off? And that's the difficult part because again, I'm a fan of damn it. See this is see this see this is tough, man. Like this, this 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 is tough because I don't want to take Brandon Ingram off because with the year that he's had, and again, most improved player, right? Most improved player. If I'm not mistaken, Siakam won that award last year, and he was an All Star. So, I would be wrong if I took Ingram off the All-Star game and he's going to probably have the same fate as Siakam did last year. Siakam made the All-Star game last year, if I'm not mistaken. Let me just check that real quick. Hold on, y'all. Bear with me. Pascal Siakam. I think he made the I think he I think he made the All-Star team yesterday last year. I think I think he made the All-Star team last year. Bear with your boy. In fact, I don't think he did. But even so, I still I I'm still not taking Brandon Ingram off this squad with the season that he's having. And to think Zion was out he was still able to put up these numbers. New Orleans is still not that far away 
from the eighth seed. So they still, you know, they still got an opportunity to make the playoffs here. I'm not taking Brandon Ingram off the sp- off the off the team to make space for Devin Booker. So it's between Rudy Gobert and Chris Paul. Now again, like I said, with the season that Chris Paul is having, I can't take him off. I can't take him off. I got to keep him there. Because if it wasn't for Chris Paul, OKC would not be in the playoffs right now. So for that, I got to keep him on there. So then that just leaves Rudy Gobert. Now, for you, for people out there, Utah is one of the top teams in the West. So they should be able to have two players from their team in the All-Star game. Again, I'm going to say this again. You take the 12 best players and put them in the All-Star game. Now, the reason that Devin Booker didn't make it, because of his team's record. The Suns are not in the playoffs right now. That's why he didn't make it. But if we're gonna if we're gonna use that narrative, then why is Trey Young in the All-Star game? Atlanta has one of the worst records in the league. Why is he in it? And I love Trey Young. But see, here's the thing: for the starters, the fans pick the starters. Trey Young is one of the most popular players in the league. That was baby girl's G, that Kobe's daughter, Gigi. That, that was her favorite player in the league, Trey Young. So for Trey Young, he got picked by the fans. He didn't have to get picked by the coaches. So for him, he didn't have to worry about his spot being, he didn't have to worry about being snubbed because the fans picked him. Now, as far as the coaches, Devin Booker had to rely on the coaches and the coaches let him down on this one. Because I think Devin Booker should be an all-star. And if I had to take somebody off this list to put him in, I would probably go with Rudy Gobert. I'll probably have to go with him. I would probably take him off and put Devin Booker in because I truly think Devin Booker deserves to be an all-star. Donovan Mitchell, I wasn't taking him off. Donovan, Don, Donovan Mitchell, I wasn't taking him off. Like, I, I, I like this young dude. I, 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 I like this young dude, so I definitely wasn't going to take him off, but I was taking Rudy Gobert out and putting Devin Booker in. But that's just my opinion. You know, every year you're going to get a snub. Every year. This is not new. Every year, no matter if it's the Pro Bowl, even though nobody really cares for that, whether it's baseball, for people that watch hockey, you're going to get snubs every single year. It's the nature of the game. It's going to always be snubs. And in my opinion, for the East, I think that Bradley Bill got snubbed. And for the West, I think Devin Booker got snubbed. And if I had to pick, Kyle Lowry comes off, Bradley Bill goes on. And for the West, Rudy Gobert comes off, Devin Booker goes in. That's just my opinion. Um, It's another thing I want to speak about as it pertains to this. Oh, they're instituting a new rule for this All-Star game. Um, Obviously, they're doing it as a tribute to Kobe. Um, But in my honest opinion, 
this format, I'm actually, I'm actually having mixed feelings with this format that they're trying to institute. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I think they're doing a little too much as it pertains to it. But let me just go over what it is that they're going to do. Um, Obviously, you got two captains. You got Team Giannis, Team LeBron. The one thing I do like that they're going to do with them honoring Kobe, one team is going to wear eight. One team is going to wear... I believe 24, if I'm not mistaken. Hold on a second. Let me check this real quick. You know what I mean? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Bear with your boy. Bear with your boy. Bear with your boy. Bear with me here. Bear with me here. Yeah. Both teams. One team is going to wear... One team is going to honor Kobe by wearing one of his numbers. Team LeBron will wear number two. Oh, no. Team LeBron will wear number two to honor baby girl Gigi. And Team Giannis will wear team twenty. Will wear number 24. Both teams will wear patches with nine stars representing all the victims that lost their lives and the helicopter crash. Now that tribute I have no problem with. I have no problem. I have no pro- I have no problem with that. But this whole thing about you know changing the format of the game. I don't know. Like I just think they're doing a little too much if you ask me. Um let me just go over it real quick for those of y'all that are listening. Both NBA All-Star Games team will play for Chicago-based community organizations as selected by team captains Giannis and LeBron James. That I have no problem with. Doing it for charity. Cool. I'm with that. I have no problem with that. Both teams, they pick their selected charities that they're willing to donate to. Cool. I'm all for it. The teams will compete. To win each of the first three quarters, all of which will start with the score of 0-0 and will be 12 minutes long. So, from what I'm seeing here, the first three quarters, they're going to change, they're going to restart, they're going to reset the score each quarter. I really don't know what to think about that. Maybe, maybe, maybe your opinions could be better than mine's. At the start of the fourth quarter, the game clock will be turned off and a final target score will be set. The final target score will be determined by taking the leading team's total score through three quarters and adding 24 points. The 24 representing the late Kobe Bryant's uniform number. Okay. Okay. 24, Kobe's number. All right, cool. I get it. Once the final target score is set, the teams will play an untimed fourth quarter, and the first team to reach the final target score will win the All-Star game. So basically what you're telling me is, if the score is 100, let's just say Team LeBron has 100 and Team Giannis has 95. 
the target score would be 124. So to win the game, the team that has 100, let's say LeBron has 100, his team would need 24 points. And then if Giannis' team had 95, they would need 29 points. Like, I, 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 I don't, listen, when, listen, when inside the NBA was even talking about this shit, that shit had me confused. Like it had me confused. Like I, I like 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 I get they want to do the whole tribute to Kobe, but I just think on this one, I don't like I don't know who came up with this idea, but honestly, in my opinion, this is probably one of the dumbest ideas they came up with. Now, the whole, you know, community organization thing, I'm with that. Like I like I have no problem with that one. I have no problem with that. You know the you know. The community organization, you know, select the charity selected by the winning team. I'm with all that. You know what I'm saying? The community organization selected by the winners of each of the first three quarters will receive $100,000. A total of $300,000 donated to charity for those three quarters. The winner of each of the first three quarters will be the team with the highest score at the end of the 12-minute quarter. See, that right there just confused the hell out of me. Like, listen, just have both teams pick their respective charities, okay? The winning team, their charity, get, get a, get a, get a, get, you know, get a bigger donation. Do the tribute to Kobe. Have one team where two... Representing Gigi, have one team represent when Kobe's number, and then the patches representing the non-victims. That's how you do the tribute. You know what I'm saying? Like, 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 like that's how you do the tribute. Or I have another suggestion for you. Here's another way that you can do a tribute to Kobe. How about you announce All-Star Weekend that you've decided to change the logo and giving it to Kobe? Announce the new logo. That's the way that you can give a tribute to him. Because again, like I said in my last episode, Jerry West has already said he don't want to be the logo no more. So since the logo doesn't want to be the logo no more, wouldn't you think All-Star Weekend will be the perfect time to announce breaking news? Kobe Bryant is now the new logo of the NBA. I would love that. I would truly love that. I said it in my last episode. A petition has already started trying to get Kobe to be the logo. That that right there could be your tribute to him. Because this shit here that I just read to y'all, this format that they doing within the game, that shit confused the hell out of me. Honestly. Like that, like that, like that confused the hell out of me. And I'm quite sure the players in this game. As much as they love Kobe and revere Kobe, I'm quite sure when they found out about this format, I'm quite sure they was cursing they, 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 they was cursing their they was cursing their mouth out when they heard about this. Because that shit confused the hell out of me. So, you know, for the audience out there, the fans, when y'all hear this, maybe y'all can give me y'all feedback. You know, you know, write it in the comments or, you know, DM me and tell me your opinion, but that 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 format right there as a tribute to Kobe, I, I truly don't understand that. Maybe may, maybe your opinion is better than mine's, but I would love to know what y'all. I, I would I would know. I would truly love to know what y'all opinions on that is. But um, 
it's a wrap for this segment. Um, I actually wanted to get off that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, in fact, you know what? Kill that. Um, let me just say something real quick. Uh, hold on a second. Ah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I I think the logo thing is a beautiful idea. Like I like I true I truly think that will be your ultra tribute to Kobe by announcing All Star Weekend in Chicago because that's where it's gonna be at All Star Weekend. You announce that Kobe is now the new logo. That's the ultra tribute to him. And then the you know and then you know through the game, you know. They honoring baby girl Gigi by wearing her number. They're wearing one of Kobe old numbers. Um, both teams, they have their respected charities, their donations that they're going to give. You know, got the patches on their jersey to represent all the non-victims. So then that way, not only are you honoring Kobe, you're honoring Gigi. You're honoring the, nine, uh, the seven other victims. Everybody, you know, everybody is being honored. That's the way that you. That's the way that you do this tribute. Because that game format shit. I don't even, listen. I, listen. I'm eager to see how it's gonna play. I'm just glad that they're only gonna try it just for this year, because you know, you know, to pay homage to Kobe or whatnot. But I'm eager to see how the audience out there, you know, feels about this. So again, give your feedback when the episode drop. Um. You know. DM me and tell me what you think. Email me, tell me what you think. Um, and then, you know, let's take it from there. But uh, it's a wrap for this episode. Um, I think I, you know, spent enough time on this. So your boys got to go. Again, thank you to the fans and thank you to the audience for taking time out your day, afternoon, or evening to listen to the podcast. Um, thank you to um, anybody out there that shares the podcast and spreads the word. I'm truly thankful. Um, y'all can check the podcast out on plenty str- on streaming platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Radio Public, Stitcher, um, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Overcast, CastBox. You can even download the Anchor app. Um, you can also check out my social media pages. The podcast is on those as well on Facebook. Search me up Dre day, or you can like the Sportsway with Dre day podcast page on Instagram. My personal page, Dre day, 1985. The link is under the bio, my podcast page, Sportsway with Dre day podcast. The link is in the bio, um, Twitter, Dre Day 1985. So there's plenty of ways that you can listen to the podcast. If you're a sports fan, give your boy a listen. So again, thank you again to the fans, to the audience, to the to, to the to the subscribers, to the supporters. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh again, in closing, y'all know how this goes. Um, this has been another episode of Sports Way with Dre Day Podcast. Um, this is episode 99. Um, it's time to roll up out of here because the next episode, 
I will hit the century. I will hit the century mark. So again, thank you all for your support. Your boys got to go. One more time in closing, this has been another episode of Sports Way with Dre Day Podcast. Um, again, rest in peace to the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant. Rest in peace to baby girl Gigi. And rest in peace to the seven other victims in that helicopter accident. So again, peace and love. Long live Kobe. Black Mamba forever. Um, like LeBron said, Mamba out. But not forgotten, peace and love. Your boy is signing out. I'm out of here.